Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Facts News Podcast. No opinions, no bias, no agenda. Today, we have a whole Thanksgiving feast of information for you. This information is less so about the quantity and more so about the diversity of the information. To begin, we will start with election information. The GSA Administrator Emily Murphy informed the Biden team in a letter of discernment this past Monday that they may begin the formal transition process and access resources that are associated with that. This allows him to get intelligence briefings, receive Food and Drug Administration briefings on areas such as vaccine distribution, to access government agencies and departments, as well as funding for those agencies. Attorney Sidney Powell filed a lawsuit in Georgia stating that there was massive election fraud. The lawsuit cites multiple constitutional violations, fact witnesses, expert witnesses, and statistical impossibilities within election results. The case states that tens of thousands of votes were impacted, which is enough to sway the vote in the favor of Joe Biden. The lawsuit asserts the Secretary of State of Georgia and counties within the state violated the 14th Amendment by denying equal protection under the law. They proclaim that poll watchers were denied the right to observe and monitor the electoral process to ensure it was conducted fairly. They also declared the defendants violated the election clause of the U.S. Constitution because the legislator must set election rules, of which the defendants are not a part of. Sidney Powell also filed a lawsuit in Michigan where she asserts there was widespread efforts by poll workers in Detroit to falsify, discard, or double-count ballots. The defendants named were Governor Gretchen Whitmer, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, and the State Board of Canvassers. She offered evidence from a large number of witnesses. Trump's lawsuit in Pennsylvania alleging election fraud was rejected by the U.S. Third Circuit Court. One of Trump's lawyers reported the desire to continue the fight to the Supreme Court, stating, On to Scottis. Trump agreed to leave the White House if the Electoral College voted him out, stating, Certainly I will, certainly I will, and you know that. The Pennsylvania state legislator on Wednesday heard the Trump campaign's case challenging the Pennsylvania election results. Shortly before Rudy Giuliani began testifying, a Pennsylvania appellate court issued an order temporarily barring the state from finalizing Pennsylvania election results. Now we're going to move on to COVID news. Officials with Operation Warp Speed stated that the vaccine distribution will begin 24 hours after they are cleared by the Food and Drug Administration. They expect to have 40 million vaccines distributed or ready for distribution by the end of December. In foreign news, the United Kingdom arrested over 150 people in an anti-lockdown protest on Saturday. North Korea has locked down the capital of Pyongyang and prohibited fishing and salt production in the ocean in its attempts to combat COVID-19. North Korea is also refusing 110,000 tons of rice that was promised by China. In addition, North Korea has executed at least two people, including an official who violated antivirus rules. Now in other news, a group aligned with Antifa sent a tweet stating, This is so cool, in reference to an article about an arson charge on an Oregon law enforcement officer's place of residence. 
Antifa rioters were also found on Thanksgiving morning smashing and vandalizing numerous sites in Portland, calling for comrades to riot against the Thanksgiving holiday, colonialism, gentrification, and capitalism. Chase and Wells Fargo banks were among the most damaged with multiple doors and glass windows completely destroyed. Graffiti was also found on many storefronts. In Paris, protesters launched fireworks at police lines, put up barricades, and threw stones. Protesters were also found to have set two cars, a motorcycle, and a cafe on fire. The police responded by throwing tear gas and stun grenades at protesters. Interior Ministry counted 46,000 total protesters. On Wednesday, Trump pardoned General Michael Flynn, former National Security Advisor. He was originally convicted of willfully and knowingly making false, fictitious, and fraudulent statements to the FBI regarding conversations with Russia's ambassador. The U.S. Appeals Court stated on Friday that Tennessee can begin outlawing abortions because of a prenatal diagnosis of Down syndrome and prohibit the procedure if it's based on the race or gender of the fetus. The dollar index also fell Friday, hitting its lowest level in almost three months. The dollar index has fallen 2.2% so far this month. Iran's supreme leader called for the definitive punishment of those who are behind the killing of a scientist linked to Tehran's disbanded military nuclear program. Ethiopian forces took control of the city of Mekel, the capital of the country's Tigray region. The city was controlled by the Tigray People's Liberation Front, but now has been taken back by the Ethiopian National Defense Forces. The Supreme Court ruled 5-4 late Wednesday night that the restrictions on church attendance set by Governor Como of New York was unconstitutional, explaining that it violated the First Amendment's protection of the free exercise of religion. Now, in a little bit lighter news, a monolith was spotted in the Red Rock Desert of Utah. This monolith was quickly tracked down by the public with somebody getting there within 48 hours. Google Earth shows this monolith has been here since 2016, however. A similar monolith appeared nearly 20 years ago in Seattle in Magnuson Park. Well, this concludes this week's podcast. I know it was a little bit shorter, but I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast anyways. Once again, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at realfactsnews at outlook.com. Again, that's realfactsnews at outlook.com. Thanks, and enjoy your weekend.